Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I'm your host, Kami Jays, as always, for another edition. It is Friday, March 1st. Happy March 1st. We made it through uh, February. We're, we're done with February. I want to be done with snow. I say this all the time, but I mean it. I'm sick of the snow. I'm really sick of it. And I know I live in Buffalo where, like, you know, the snow is always here to stay, but... I'm real sick of it. Anyways, welcome to the show uh, for another edition. Today's show is going to be a little different. Um, If you follow me or the Weekly Cooldown on Twitter, you know that today is what I'm calling a solo instance. It'll be the first show where I'm by myself. Um, I figured I should do something like this because, first of all, it's a good idea just to uh, try and do these things on my own. Uh, and really keep the episodes going when I can't find a guest or guests to come on. Um, And also, this is a show where we talk about the news, and we also get to know our guests uh, through the news. Uh, However, I guess there aren't many people who know much about me as a gamer, Uh, so I figure solo instances will be the time where I get to know you guys, you guys get to know me. It'll also be kind of a mailbag episode where you guys will send in questions and... I'll answer them here on the show. Um, that being said, the I have received some questions, and I'll answer those a little bit later. Um, the, another thing we're going to do on solo instance episodes is we're going to take like a, a huge topic, one big, heavy topic, and we're going to kind of break it down, and uh, I'll, I'll go through my thoughts and ideas on it, and what I truly think about the issue, uh, or or what I've seen about the issue, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll hash it out, and uh, hopefully it'll be a cool thing to listen to. Um, it'll also be a pretty short episode, since I'm on my own. I don't have as much, uh, I guess, substance. <laughs> um, not, nothing else to say other than that, I guess. But um, so, we'll, so we'll go through it, we'll talk about it, and, uh, you know, as always, uh, hit me up on Twitter if you have some uh, comments or concerns or some questions of your own, and... We'll answer it on the next episode, uh, regardless of it's if, if it's a solo instance or not. Um, so for today, I wanted to take the issue of representation in video games and in media in general and kind of talk to you guys about it, get my ideas out on the airwaves or my, my opinions out on the airwaves and really kind of rehash this subject because it comes up a lot in our media especially as of late um there are characters that are gay lesbian bisexual transgendered characters there's black white latino characters anything you can name there's some representation in some kind of media and there are people who think of it as um, overbearing. They don't like seeing it, the quote-unquote anyway, uh, rammed down their throats or really just kind of pushed into a game that they don't necessarily think should, I don't know, that like maybe not should or shouldn't have it, but they think that there should be more substance to it. And 
it, it's it's a really difficult subject, and it's really hard to approach with a narrow view. Um, I really believe, first of all, uh, that there is a place for any kind of representation in any game, it, uh, any any game. Um, it really doesn't matter the genre. It really doesn't matter uh, if if you think it should fit or not. There's room for it. There's always room for it. Um, first of all, I think of video games as a type of art. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it. A lot of people are handling it. Some of those people might be gay, black, Latino. So maybe they, they want to see themselves represented in their own work. That shouldn't be something we deprive uh, video game developers of. That's part one. Part two is uh, just the idea that people exist, right? Like gay, black, Latino people, they exist. So do they not deserve a place in our media? Um, do main characters who are gay or transgender not deserve a place in a video game? Or uh, supporting characters, you know, they exist. Uh, black, Latino, gay supporting characters exist. But what if, you know, we're kind of sick of seeing the same protagonist all the time who saves the girl, who gets the gold? What if we want to be the shining star. And I use the term we because I am gay and black. I have played tons of games with white protagonists and not to discredit those games, but I, I, I would love to see a gay black protagonist for once. Um, so, so like someone like Laura Croft or maybe even a, a, a resident evil character, for example. Um, everyone knows that I'm a resident evil fanboy. But to that point, I'm also kind of disappointed in the lack of diversity. Um, I don't think we've had a real strong female lead in quite a while. Um, you could argue that Sheva was a leading character, but she was definitely more of a supporting character, in my opinion. And that's not really, you know, it's not fair. Um, even when they had the chance in Resident Evil 7, they, they were doing something different. They were doing something new but they still led with a white male protagonist. And then again, this is not to say that white male protagonists are bad. I just think that there's room for other characters. There's room for other stories. Um, now you might be wondering why I decided to rehash this topic anyway. Um, it's because of um, our new black male character in Overwatch, uh, Batiste. So, uh, Batiste is a Haitian character. Um, I've, I can arguably say I don't know of any characters in popular AAA video games or even some indie video games that are Haitian characters, just Haitian, not Haitian American, not uh, Haitian and then went to France or, you know, anything like that. It's a Haitian character. The voice actor is Haitian, uh, it's it's a good feeling. It feels good. It looks good to see this character. Um, however, people have taken to Twitter, of course, to say some really, really just horrible things about him. Um, the tweet that comes to mind um, is some one someone showed me uh, just the other day when he was announced. Uh, someone expressed some really, you know, uh, some some happiness about seeing the character, fi finally another black male, they say, 
than someone, and I'm going to out them, I guess, uh, tragic on demand is what their handle is, uh, says, what do you mean we have four? Someone responds, Doom and Lucio, who are the two others? Then they say Reaper and Winston. That's, that's, for for a few reasons, that's really gross, okay? Um, and I'm sure I don't need to say it. I'm sure you can figure out why that's gross. Um, but aside from the obvious one, uh, someone points out that Reaper is technically Mexican, Mexican-American. That's why you get the the uh, mariachi skins with him and, you know, the, the, the Dia de los Muertos looking skins with him. That's why you get those. Um, so it, it's, it's really, and then of course, someone, after someone points out Reaper is Mexican, they say same thing. So it's, it's just really frustrating to see that we, uh, haven't really gotten there as a gaming community to the point where we can see a black character or a gay character and just think cool. Or, you know, even, even if you're kind of indifferent about it and you're just like, oh, whatever, it's a character in a video game, that's fine too. But to think that you're being forced to have it, to, to think that uh, people are trying to fit some diversity quota, it's really annoying and it's tired. All right. I think it's really tired. It's really, it's just really upsetting. Um, so to that to that point once again I want to say that representation does matter it's very important to not fit a quota necessarily but to try and tell a different story um it and it really does tell a different story from the background of someone of color or someone who's gay or transgender it just it 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 and it doesn't have to be all about their their uh skin color or their gayness or their you know anything like that but it does add some it could add some depth i should say to the story and to their character you know it's it's and it's just a good feeling sometimes to see that person up on your screen and know that you know someone out there is just thinking about you and who you are it's a good feeling um and i think maybe some people have taken that feeling for granted. Um, when I see Sonic Fox, for example, um, I'm not a good fighting game, but I, I love fighting games. I'm t- fucking terrible at them, but I love playing them. And even in my 20s, I think I'm older than Sonic Fox, actually. Even in my 20s, I see Sonic Fox up on stage. He's proclaiming his gayness. He's black. Uh, he's even a furry, you know, he's, he's all the things that some people hate and it's, and it's that kind of, um, that kind of representation where not only is he things that people hate, but he's also proud to be those things. It's the kind of thing that even people like me really look up to. Um, it's, it's not all about by the way, for those of you who think it's all about him trying to piss people off, it's not all about that. It's also about being proud of being who you are and to be on that stage and to be the best and also be these things that other people see as detrimental. It's a good feeling. It's always a good feeling. Um, so on that note, I just want to say, I don't know, like, just be proud of the gaming companies who try who try to do right by their fans and by their peers even, 
who are black, gay, transgendered, whatever it is, because we exist. We're here to play the same games you guys play, and we'd like it every now and then if we were on the big screen. Is like it's it's it feels like we almost have to ask permission for a gay or a black character or you know a person of color to be the main character and it's it doesn't feel good and i guess we're still kind of removed from the part of society that is like okay there's a black person big deal you know what i mean like it's it's very frustrating to have to explain it as well to have to say like yes i'm black so what like why you, you don't see you don't see white friends you don't see black i, I it's I can't even get the words out properly. I've worked myself up on this first episode. <laughs> um, but to, I don't know, to put it to put it short and simple, I guess it's just representation matters because people matter. Um, and that's all it really is. We Sometimes we'd like to see ourselves up there, and that's that. We, we would like to be part of the lexicon, be part of the group. We want to feel included, and I think that's really what it is. At least it is for me. I just want to feel like I'm I'm represented, and that people see me, and that's that. Okay, uh, thirteen minutes into this episode already. Okay, this should be a pretty short episode. So I'm gonna answer some questions now. Um, I've got a few here, mostly from some friends of the show, and also from some listeners. So I'm gonna take Mero's question first, Mero. Uh, who is Meromin Bin, Meromin Bin on Twitter, um, asks what what my take is on diversity within games and the gaming community. Am I hopeful or apprehensive? Um, thank you for the question. I gotta say I'm pretty apprehensive. Um, I want to be hopeful, but for as much as I see good within the community... Uh, where, you know, there's a black character that's introduced or a gay character that's introduced. Even if it is shoddily done, we don't see, like, oh, big deal, or oh, that's cool. We see hate and outrage and things like the tweet I read earlier. It's not it's not a good feeling to see a character or to hear that a character's gay or transgender and to be met with, this out this outcry you know what i mean it this kind of terrifying uh scary outrage from people and it most it's mostly internet outrage right it's not like these people are going to come and hunt you down because you think there should be a transgender or gay character in a game but it is still kind of jarring to share the same space with these people to enjoy the same video games with these people right to to interact with these people even on a base level to know that they're they might be your neighbor, maybe they aren't, God forbid, but it it just feels that way, you know, it feels like they pose some kind of threat, even though they're probably hundreds of miles away, um, and that, I guess that's why I feel apprehensive about it, because the internet is so vast with ideas that even the, you know, quote-unquote hot takes, the bad takes, those will get the you know a push to the front whereas those of us who really just want to see the good representation be happy about it and embrace it we get pushed to the back we don't get as much uh, attention and that's it's kind of upsetting and it's really jarring 
Um, on that note, uh, Orion, my friend Orion, uh, the stoked flame on Twitter, also asks, what do you think about the new hunk on the block, Batiste? Uh, so I did have some time to play Batiste um, on the PTR. It was a short time because I was going to bed sh- shortly after. Um, but it was, it, it, he felt like a really good character, just gameplay-wise, on a base level. Um, he, uh, his uh, abilities, though he, I will admit his kit really feels kind of heavy. Um, so he's got the the exo boots that shoot him up really high when you crouch. Um, he's got the gun, he's got the grenades, the healing grenades, um, he's got a regen, and he's also got, uh, the, 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 uh, the invincibility shield thing, and he's also got the, uh, damage matrix, uh, thing going on. So he's got a lot going for him. Um, what I think, though is that it shows what kind of gamer or what kind of player you are uh, based on how you use the ability. So if you prioritize healing and um, and and uh, making sure your team is alive over trying to get as much damage as you can so that you can have your uh, d- damage matrix up like 24-7, then I, I think it out, one outweighs the other. You know, you really kind of get a feel for what kind of support character that you want him to be, and it's not more like the other support characters where they kind of tell you what they want to be or what they are, right? So Zenyatta can be really good with the damage, but he can also be that savior. He's kind of got two options going for him. Uh, same thing with Brigida. She can kind of deal out a bit of damage here and there, but she's really about some slight mitigation and get, getting getting the shield up and some stuns. Um, Moira is about the balance between using uh, her attack skills and her healing skills. Pardon me. Uh, Mercy is all about healing. So so each of the each of the characters really has their own um, the, the, their own thing where they tell you what kind of character they are. Whereas with Batiste, Batiste really kind of lets you get a feel for how you want to play with him, so to speak. And that's real. Hmm, that's a that's a sentence I just said. How you want to play with him? <laughs> Considering we just called him a hunk, and he is a hunk. I mean, he's a good-looking black character. Um, Blizzard Overwatch team, you guys did a good job on his just aesthetic, his look. Uh, the way he sounds, although maybe it's just because it was on the PTR, but we got to boost up his voice lines just a little bit. I cannot hear him. Um, he's in, but in, in any case, um, he's a good looking character. He's a robust character as far as his backstory goes. Um, he, we, we start to learn about the Caribbean coalition with him. Uh, we learn about the, what, 30 million uh, orphans that happened during the Omnic crisis. There's a lot of lore that comes with him. And a lot of, um, we, we learn a bit about Talon and his time with Talon and how he left Talon. It, it's, uh, he's very robust and complicated and complex. He's not just a Haitian character or a black character. He's a character with problems and with goals and hopes and dreams and it feels like he is that kind of character and that's what makes me really happy about Batiste. 
Uh, Moose, Moose, Supreme Moose on Twitter says, my question is, what features of a game attract you the most? If it's a game you know nothing about, does the music, visuals, gameplay, story, or something else hook you in the most? Um, so I'm really one of those gamers who enjoys watching and listening to trailers, um, just to see if it pulls me in the first time. So, uh, for example, with the Game Awards, I can't remember the name of the game right now, but there was a kind of fast-paced music rhythm game uh, that's coming to the Switch. I wish I could remember the name of it right now. Um, but it, it looked really good. The trailer was really well done. The music was amazing. They really threw themselves at me and made me want that game. And that's kind of what attracts me to video games the most. So if I hear about a game and the music is just that kind of like thumpy uh, movie action kind of music, then I'm like, okay, well, what's it look like? And then if the gameplay looks good along with the graphics and the visuals, then I'm like, okay, I can get into it. But it's really kind of a combination. Um, I, I really need to have everything kind of hitting me at once for me to feel something, you know what I mean? Um, it, the, the, a good example actually is with uh, the Pokemon trailer reveal on uh, uh yesterday once or yesterday for me because i'm recording this on thursday but on wednesday um when we got to know the new region that's coming out the gen 8 pokemon and stuff like that you know the music was kind of the same as it's all added as it always is with pokemon games but the visuals were stunning uh the pokemon looked awesome the region looked awesome the gameplay is about the same but i i, I like the gameplay so I I was ready to go. I was ready to jump into it. Um, there's the game that's coming out that's made by the original uh, Fallout creators. I can't remember the name of that game either. Um, I'm blanking on names of uh, new games. But it, it, watching that trailer made me feel like, God, I want that game. Um, the music was kind of, from what I remember, it was kind of like, uh, playful and, uh, you know, the, the, the dialogue was playful. The, the gameplay looked to be about what I'd expect from the creators of Fallout, but it also looked like they were trying to do something new, uh, with that kind of gameplay, that kind of brand. So I, it's really a mixture of things for me. Um, you, you gotta kind of sell me on it the first time and I will be all in like, no, no questions asked. Um, I'm trying to think of another good example. Um, I mean, Metal Gear Solid was a great example from when I was a kid. Um, actually we hadn't heard anything about Metal Gear Solid, um, on TV or through, through game magazines or anything for whatever reason. It might've just been we we weren't looking in the right places, but I do remember going to the GameStop or the Game Shop, whatever it was at the time, um, with my brother, and we picked up the uh, the case for the PS One for this, you know, with the CD and ROMs in it. We just kind of looked it over, and it looked kind of strange, but we were really into it. And then, lo and behold, now I'm a Metal Gear Solid fan, like to this day. Uh, was after watching my brother play it since I was mm, five, six, something like that. Same goes for Resident Evil. Um, Resident Evil though had a little more of a competitive uh, edge in that regard because we uh, we got to see some gameplay of it and we were pretty interested in what they were trying to sell us. So we we really bought into that one pretty easy. Um, 
it, it's I, it, again, it's a mixture of things um, that hooks me in. I can never really tell what the story is going to be, so I can't quite say that it's story for me. Um, but I can I can guarantee you that like if the visuals are there, if the gameplay is there, I'm at least sixty five percent in. If the music is there, that fills in another forty. And if it's got that extra five percent, maybe the mechanics are different. Maybe they uh, maybe it's a VR game. Maybe it um, adds a certain. If it's a Switch game, maybe I use the gyro controls to do something really cool, then I'm in, like, you know, 100%. Um, Okay, Marcy. Marcy at Shadowlith on Twitter says, What's your take on Anthem at this point? Do you think it has a place in the market, or might it be soon forgotten? Uh, Is BioWare's reputation at all intact? Now, to be uh, quite fair... um, I haven't been paying attention to what's been going on with Anthem a whole lot. Um, that's mostly by choice, I guess. Um, and and it's mostly because when we saw Anthem at E3, it looked cool. It looked really different. I liked the style of it. Much like I answered with Moose's question, the gameplay and the visuals looked cool. Um, but I wasn't sure about what it was still. Um, it, it looked to be like it, it was doing the Destiny thing, but with uh, some kind of sandboxy exploration type thing. But it ended up, I guess, being not that. And it's just another take on the Destiny, quote-unquote, excuse me, quote-unquote genre, um, where you're doing this uh, space exploration and you're killing monsters. But the, the you know, it... it it just feels played out. It feels like grandiose, big 3D uh, starbound, right? It it feels like I've already been here before. If I uh, it, there's a certain something I'm looking for in these space action games, and quite frankly, Destiny Anthem, um, uh, No No Man's Sky, even though it's it is a fairly fun game, I'm still looking for something that's not quite there, and I'm not sure what it is. I won't be able to tell you what it is until I get it. But something is still missing. And I think maybe it's the idea that the characters are something of their own. Um, Even in in some MMOs, I know they like to kind of pin your character down into being a big savior or something like that. Um, But I, I think... Elite Dangerous kind of gets it right in that you are just a captain of a spaceship, right? You're just a guy trying to, or a girl or whoever, trying to make their way through the galaxy or something like that. And that just feels kind of, it feels good to me. And it feels like I'm doing something without the added uh, bonus or lack thereof of being the savior of the universe, the savior of our people, you know, the, that that kind of feeling. And the to, to uh, Destiny and Anthem's credit, there is a story there, and I appreciate the story. Um, Elite Dangerous doesn't have that, for example. Um, and No Man's Sky hardly has that. Um, however, uh, it, it, it's, it still seems to kind of, like, get sacrificed... Um, rather, the gameplay and the, the everything else that goes into making the game gets sacrificed for the sake of the story. Um, I don't think there's anything particular, particularly 
unique about Anthem as opposed to Destiny, aside from the big exoskeleton suits. Those are kind of cool. I gotta, I gotta be real. Um, but I, I'm still looking for something. I don't know. Maybe it's because I watch too much anime or something. But I'm still looking for something a little more robust, I guess. A little more uh, action-packed. Something, some, something needs to. I don't know. Something's got to give. Um, as for Bioware's reputation, I really think that they missed the mark on um, on making this kind of MMO, right? So I think that if they took kind of a Final Fantasy approach to it, where your character is still your character, you can, I don't know, I don't know if you can build bases or anything like that, but it, it, if you made it feel more like your character is your character. That exosuit, uh, that exoskeleton is your exoskeleton and, you know, you can do this and you're still the savior of the galaxy, but also you're just like a dude or a lady or whatever. If it made it feel like it was yours, then I th- think I'd be a little more interested in it. And I didn't get that feeling from the um, from the trailers, so maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on this. But I think that Bioware has done a good job in the past of making the character feel like it's your character um, in Dragon Age Inquisition and uh, and uh, Mass Effect, right? They make the captain and the Inquisitor, assuming I haven't played Dragon Age that much, assuming that's what they're called, it makes it feel like that they're your character, that they're the coolest person but also they're capable of being people. They give you the choices to, to on how to speak and things like that and, you know, routes to take and stuff like that. I don't think, I don't, I didn't get the feeling that Anthem had that. And um, I don't know. There's time, there's still time for the game to change, to switch around, for them to experiment with other ideas and and really give the player base what they seem to want. Uh, which is like a Destiny game where your character gets to have an opinion. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like that's the direction they went with. It seems like they were looking to compete with Destiny and Destiny 2, and they came up with this idea with the exoskeletons. A great idea on its own, but it still needs something more, and I think Bioware might suffer a little bit for it, and I, I hope they bounce back, because I know that people love Bioware's games, and to an extent, so do I, and I, I really think they just missed the mark with this, um, so, I don't know, hopefully they bounce back, hopefully they really see something, uh, amazing in the, in the next coming months, and maybe I'm proven wrong, um, okay, that all said, that all said, I'm going to start winding down this episode. It's been 30 minutes, so I think that's about it for this solo instance. As always, you can find me on Twitter, at Gaming on Twitter, uh, at Gaming on Twitch. You can also find the Weekly Cooldown on its own uh, Twitter page. WK Cooldown is where you'll find that. You can also go to WKCooldown.com. That's where you'll find more episodes of the Weekly Cooldown, as well as some other cool stuff. A uh, blog post, for example. Mm, you like reading? I hope you like reading. Um, other than that, uh, check out the description uh, below. Make sure you take a look at the Humble Bundle that I'm promoting this week. 
I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm sure it's going to be very good. Um, and uh, just keep an eye out on other things the Weekly Cooldown's doing and the other things that your boy Kami Jace is doing because I've got a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas <laughs> up in this old noggin. So that being said, have a great, great Friday, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the Weekly Cooldown. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.